good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And it's our podcast where we talk about moving. This episode, we're going to be going, filming live as we go raid a squatter. This is a unique squatter. Actually owns real estate himself, but refuses to leave. We're going to go in there with the bats, the guns, the gats. You know what I'm saying? It's 1200 Pennsylvania Avenue. What's the name of that? Fucking, <laughs> what's that? 1600? 1600? Yeah. I feel like I failed fucking. That was like seventh grade quiz and shit. <laughs> I would have failed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares? It's, it's the American twelve hundred Pennsylvania Missouri. Avenue, like some drag cleaners. Like, where's Trump? <laughs> Kick down the doors and shit. It's just like, oh no. <laughs> the paper says twelve hundred right here. This has to be him. <laughs> uh, but we missed y'all. It looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's a Corona filled light. <laughs> look, I mean, look like. 2020 is peak level Golden State Warriors when they were like running up the score. <laughs> Harlem Globe tries to scowl <laughs> on like the Suns <laughs> or like the Grizzlies, you know, in the fourth quarter. Just mercilessly. <laughs> the water boys out there throwing threes and shit. It's like, let's. Everybody go out. Everybody, let's, let's, you know, just murder whole it's, like, it's like NBA Jam level. That's what 2020 <laughs> is right now. <laughs> oh man, we had we had. So look, we were off people because the world was was. We know what was going to happen last week in the world. Yeah, I, I, I had my gun stocked up. You know what I'm saying? My, I had my, I had my alcohol wax, my Lysol. You know what I'm saying? 18 cans of Lysol out here. <laughs> Armored truck. We're gonna ride straight to fucking. To, uh, I guess to Canada. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. The, that that was the the longest week ever it, it, within the longest year ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your boy is still not conceded the race. Um, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. So we had to take some time off. Um, I hope you're practicing some safe some self care, you know, uh, and some safe sex. Um, yes. You know, or not? We, we might we might need to repopulate. Or not? Or not? Yeah, I mean, you know, who who cares anymore? Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we are definitely back. <laughs> oh man! So uh, so yeah, we we we. It was a very. I would say there was not not a lot of music news this week. We we had to kind of piece together some stuff because. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I, I I do figure the going back to the the, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel. Apparently, well, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. But it looks like the live shows might be returning sooner, soonish. Big air quotes, huge air quotes. If you can kind of virtually see that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we could talk about your boy the weekend. Um, yeah. we, we can kick it off with the, with your boy the weekend. Um, so it was announced with within all this craziness, um, that the weekend. Will be headlining the Super Bowl. Um, this was this was the second artist that Rock Nation has booked. Last year it was Jennifer Lopez, um, and apparently they're just their mission and mantra was to bring more brown people to the Super Bowl. Um, that's how that's how you'll heal the police brutality. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 the world is saved. The um, world saved. But you know what? They're two for two. They're two for two, you know. Yeah, it's who who knew back back 
a young coke sniffing weekends <laughs> in various lofts in Williamsburg, circa 2011, will become the man he is today. Uh, I mean, I, like, like I said, it's, it's something where I... We have to have... Well, we had a discussion before. I feel like I can't think of an R&B artist. I can think of two that define the last decade. You've got Frank Ocean and you've got The Weeknd. And obviously Frank Ocean is probably an insular talent. He's somebody where, you know... Like I remember I had a debate somebody where they were like, oh, what's the most important Frank Ocean album? And then they were basically like, you don't understand. Because I was like, oh, the old shit, yada, yada, yada. You know, Channel Orange. And he was like, you don't understand. For a young generation of kids, everything is about blonde. Like, you know, those kids, like, that that was the shit when, you know, there were 17 and shit, getting fucking picked on in fucking high school and shit, trying to get with a girl or a guy, and that was the album that got it through it. But at the same time, I don't think you could make a... I don't think we could have this debate about if anybody shaped the sound of modern R&B, it's The Weeknd. True. Anytime somebody sits there and sings a sad song about being on an antidepressant, even, even to a certain extent trap music, because I had to do a little dig, I remember a couple of weeks ago, because uh, Future's Turn, where he, like, around the time of, uh, was it Monster? I think it was Monster, where Future kind of became this, like, self-loathing, drugged-up rapper. Weekend predated him by a couple of fucking years also. So you had this dude kind of steady pushing out this fucking, this depressive, you know, you know, I'm on fucking antidepressants, I'm on hella, hella drugs, my girl left me, I was scraping up dollar bills just to do coke, kind of ethos that kind of still exists today, like across like this little corner of music genre. Because before that, we were all, you know, we were, we were ushering the club, dancing, pop-locking, living our best lives. The perfect family-friendly Super Bowl <laughs> halftime performer. <laughs> Singing songs about cocaine. <laughs> What's that, mommy? Um. <laughs> but yeah, but to see that from then, to see how he had this weird, you know, the, the dark lord of R&B, to like now where he's this mega big pop star able to hold on Super Bowl on his own is a great glow up. I'm not a big fan of a lot of the modern stuff he does, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for anybody black to quote Issa Rae. No, true, true. And this is a huge, huge, huge get for him. Um, look, I, I'm not the biggest Weekend fan. I think the, his lyrics leave a lot to be desired. Um, what? How could he's a, he's a modern port laureate? He he he's, you know what I'm saying when he, I'm he, fucked up, it's the real me. Like like I, I I feel like basically he's he's 21 Savage with melody sometimes. <laughs> um, don't dox me. Um, but <laughs> having that said, look, I ten years ago when House of Balloons dropped, I would never have spot thought this is the guy that's going to be headlining the Super Bowl. Right, like I just never thought that was <laughs> a thing. Right, um, so it's crazy to me that um, we're at this point where weekends headlining the Super Bowl, and I don't know if people are excited, but it's based on some of his last performances I've seen of his. I think he can do it. I think he could. He could hold it down. I, I I feel like he he is up this game on the performance level. I think his last album is very much like kind of a bit more like poppy, a bit more like kind of disco-y, you know. Um, so it's 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 more. I wouldn't say family friendly, but it's definitely like it has that that you know high tempo energy that you will need for the arena show, right? So. I feel like I'm not. I don't think he's gonna gonna blow this, right? I, I think he's gonna 
going to do it in a way that makes sense. And I'm sure they'll throw, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to see who they're going to throw in. That's like the surprise guest, you know, it'll, it'll be Foo Fighters playing background, <laughs> <laughs> which I wouldn't be mad at. I would not be mad at, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I, I it could be, you know, like I, I feel like his and his music is so flexible. It could be anybody, you know, and and you know, Weekend has always admired like Michael Jackson and things like that, so he can go that route. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not mad at it. like, even though I'm boycotting the NFL, like I have not seen the game. Uh, I didn't even know that Tom Brady was not on the Patriots anymore. Wow. I'm like, what? That was like mainstream news. I'm like, surprised. You, were, you, were, you were just like, I am boycotting any Dude. NFL on my Twitter feed. I, I am this true. I'm true to this this boycott <laughs> game. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, look, look, I, 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 I can't be mad at the weekend, um, you know, and, and it's, it's a huge get. And I, I feel like. I, I feel like there's so much stuff going on in the past couple of weeks that this news is not even like people haven't even processed this news. <laughs> um, so I haven't seen any like pushback or anything or, any, you know, but even if there, there is like, like I, again, like I, I feel like rock nation was signed on by the NFL to bring more, more color, bring the coloreds uh, to the table. Um, and they're two for two, you know, like, like, and I, I, I can't be mad. Like they, they get they signed up for a job and they did it. Um, and you know that, that I, I, I cannot be mad at that. I cannot be mad at like you said, like the room for everybody black. There's going to be a black man headlining the the Super Bowl, um, and a dude that's like who who nobody would think would be headlining. I feel like Usher should have been headlining, like. You know, oh, sure. it's <laughs> I, I, there's so many other people that I thought would be headlining the Super Bowl other than the weekend. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it, you know, it, it's something where because I remember early on and I know he's up the production value since, but he's not like he can't dance. He's not a, he's not an entertainer in the classic sense you would expect to do the Super Bowl. So I'm also intrigued to see how he's going to kind of do it. I do know that at least a lot of the guest appearances, a lot of the promo he's been doing with the album, he's been showing up with Bloody Face and everything else, and I read an article about how he had this whole, like, arena stage planned. So I won't say it's going to be rock opera-ish, but apparently he had a whole... There wasn't there was a method of the madness. It wasn't, like, some random shit. He was like, all right, I wanted to do this dark tale and, you know, blah, 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 defend to the weekend ethos because all my shit is about, you know... it's it's If you think about it, his music is kind of pretty noir also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something very kind of, like, this... There's a... There's a there's this... You know, it's... Obviously, it takes place in like shitty fucking hooked up lofts of artists, but it, it feels like it also takes place in like you know 1950s, 40s for a guy going to a shady bar where they're smoking cigarettes and drinking fucking alcohol. So it's just like I kind of like the fact he was kind of doing more art shit with it. Um, I don't know how that'll happen. In the Super Bowl, we're supposed to have fireworks, a marching band, a thousand and one dancers. Even saying it out loud, fuck Beyonce, Prince. Like, how do you follow these acts? Like it's 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 a it's I mean I like I said it's I I'm happy he's making it I, I again rooting for everybody black will it be a good, will it be a good show the, you know the magic eight ball says unlikely but like I said let him give a try let him get those checks long story short yeah I I I will I will say I think it's going to be a good show like I I've seen like I mean I definitely feel like he doesn't have that stage presence but I think uh, it was the the VMA show like he knows how to bring like kind of some epicness to it. Or yeah. you don't like notice it, <laughs> so um, so yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we will see. We will see. I don't know if I'll. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm like a crappy boycotter where I boycott this NFL, but I still watch the Super Bowl. So I, I you know, I don't know if I'll be watching, but um, again, like more props to him. So yeah, no props, props, props. Uh, what else? Uh, there's one thing I wanted to kind of touch on that kind of popped up a couple of weeks ago, where. I'll say like a month ago, there was some bubbling up. There were some, you know, as usual, there was a, a couple of petitions out there where people were just like, hey, you know, union of musicians basically said, hey, why don't we try to do a Justice at Spotify campaign? And basically what they wanted wasn't a huge thing. They wanted Penny for a stream. I remember it kind of bubbled up a little bit. I would see it here and there, and I was like, all right, that's cute. Never will happen because Lord knows these deals are made on the back end, yada, yada, yada. But I thought the idea that people kind of put up put up there where these streams really pay nobody but the record label was yeah. a good point. Um, the reason why I kind of want to mention that was the fact of maybe like a week later, Spotify put out a press release basically saying that so that way they don't have to pay, even pay less than the penny they're paying now, that if an artist will go on there and basically forego some of the licensing fees, licensing fees they already pay, the, like the .0001 cent that they pay, they'll actually game the algorithm to kind of push you up. So basically, it's not necessarily payola. <laughs> it's more like, I mean, it's basically payola. It's just the idea of where, I don't know how would you say, it's like it's like payola tax. It's yeah. like payola normally, you got to drop it off directly. In this case, it's like the money comes to you, but they take the tax on top of it. And then it's the idea of where, you know, and it, at the end of the day, what I hate about things like this is we all know the system. It's, it's the music business. It's right there, business. So the, there's no idea that the cream rises to the top. People have to make their money. Corporations have to make their money. The reason why I hate about it is that at least now the algorithm kind of helps because, you know, like we discussed this. How many recommendations have we had because somebody somewhere played this song, played that song, the algorithm recognized in the same genre and then suddenly like both these, you know, relatively l l less known indie acts are bubbling up. You know what I'm saying? The algorithm helps. And when you kind of even more blatantly game the alg algorithm, what's going to happen is going to get shittier and it's going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Like going back to the idea of, of you know, if I'm listening to something like Hiatus Coyote, I don't want to, I wanted to recommend something, you know, indie according to the lines of Hiatus Coyote, not recommend me The weekend. And when you have things like this, it makes you wonder if that's going to happen in the future where it's going to be back to be major labels being pushed, yada, yada, yada. And it's unfortunate because you still have your spaces where you can get that. Like, you know, you have your rap caveat, you have these places. It just sucks that, like, once again, it's people in the back making deals for this kind of version of payola, and people are kind of locked out. And I thought it was very kind of interesting because it was basically a couple of weeks after another campaign was there saying, hey, why don't you try to pay these guys fairly? And this is kind of like another example of basically how, you know, even in this era of where it's a lot easy to go indie, the tool's a lot cheaper, it's easy to record, yada, yada, yada. The powers that be wonder cut. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not surprising. Um, and the only thing I will say is, and I, I, I still don't even have a lot of faith in this, too. Um, you know, there's this whole talk and I'm, my day job is technology. Um, just with the Biden administration coming in, um, praise the Lord. Um, there's going to be a lot more regulation, a lot more scrutiny uh, for tech companies. Um, and a lot of people in the music industry, um, and especially music tech, have been asking for more regulation on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, like whoever, right? Like, like we should 
all these algorithms and all these these payout processes should be public knowledge, fair game. Uh, everybody should know, like, if they sign up for Spotify or Apple Music, exactly what they're going to p- get paid out per per stream, right? Like, um, it should be standardized across the board. Um, there should be, you know, there maybe should be some type of like separate agency, like a BMI or whatever, or ASCAP oh, nice. that like yeah. distributes these these like payouts, right? Um, because what we now have now is the wild west, right? And like we have somebody who, you know, the founder of Spotify, who is very much not a music person, like at, like, all. at all, <laughs> at all. You know, he, he's a he's a tech dude, right? Like he sees zeros and ones, basically. Um, and it's just it's 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 getting just getting to the point where now this is the only way people are consuming music. Right, like like streaming is the only way. I mean, vinyl is great. That's cool. Like you know, that's cool. You're, you're like making a cassette, bro. I don't have a cassette player. <laughs> Such hate. Such hate. You know, um, well, I think it's, it's but, but even but, then, but, yeah. Go on. Well, I was just saying, but yeah, but but streaming is the it's the only way, and and it like it's just to the point where we can't just let these companies kind of dictate these terms. Um, you know, like it, it just—it's beyond unfair. It's just—it's—it's it's, if we want musicians to thrive and art to thrive, which I'm not sure we do want these things to thrive in America. Um, we just need to take a, a harsher look at these companies, and I hope that happens. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. No, no. The reason why I was thinking is because uh, it's it's weird where because even the idea of a vinyl and a cassette tape and all this ephemera that you kind of buy, it's it's almost like, you know, you it's it's. I felt like it should be a way where that's for the hardcore fan, right? So it's like I really love this project. I really want a physical aspect of it. I really want to get it. So that's the equivalent of like let's say a fan buying a T-shirt versus a fan buying a record versus a fan buying a tape versus a fan buying. I've seen. I've seen shit from like fucking uh, like weed grinders. I've seen a whole bunch of you know merch is merch is popular. But what yeah. sucks is the idea of where you know most people aren't really mega fans. Like when you know NSYNC was going fucking mega platinum, yeah, absolutely. NSYNC had their fucking their mega fans too. But a lot of it was regular motherfuckers buying an NSYNC record. You know what I'm saying? Like how many CDs back in the days did we own of where bands we liked, but we weren't like fans fans. Yeah. And what sucks is it feels like, you know, I, I think where a thing like Bandcamp kind of works is if you're very small and very Indian and you know your audience, you can tailor towards it. That's, that was the big thing where, you know, once, once the incident happens, you have to talk to your fans directly and yada, yada, yada. I think there's also the realization is, you know, the casual listener. Like, without the casual listener, you lose a lot of money on the back end. It's not just, you know, when albums are going platinum, you weren't selling 100 million copies to fucking hardcore fans. You were maybe selling fucking, you know, 50, maybe even 50,000 to fucking hardcore fans. The rest of that shit was just people like, oh, I like two or three Eminem songs. Oh, I like two or three fucking TLC songs. I'll buy this CD. And I think that's where the market kind of disappears, where they've destroyed a casual listener. And in hindsight, you kind of need that person because... That person is who, you know, he, he, they're the ones who buy all the records, long story short, in a weird way. Maybe yeah. not for a particular artist, but they're the ones who's like, oh, you know, buy a couple of albums at the mall, you know, go see a movie and fucking go to Bed Bath and, you know, Bed Bath and Body Works to buy some fucking flavored fucking lotion. That's my, that's my Saturday, by the way. That's yours, that kind of thing. That's mine. <laughs> I'm, to be, I'm about to go to the mall after this, man. This is going to be my Sunday. <laughs> I was Ali specific, all right? I like to smell nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. 
I, <laughs> I'm agreed. Agreed to all that. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do feel like a change is coming. So I, I, I feel like something's going to happen in the next couple couple years because um, it has to. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, the last thing is is going back to the the, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Ticketmaster this week said that when they go back to live music, which they hope is going to be soon, because apparently the, the vaccines are bobbling up, and it doesn't seem like propaganda. It looks like they're going to come. The, the drop, the supreme drop, 2021. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be out there. Check your apps. We'll be out. <laughs> supreme branded vaccines. But uh but yeah, long story short, it'll basically for you to go to any of their shows. And I don't know that they obviously we're very early in the process, but they're gonna make sure that you vaccinate to show up. So there's gonna be some kind of paperwork involved, some kind of this, some kind of that. So it's interesting where it looks like we're in the future of where you show up at a door, it's gonna be like fucking, you know, they're gonna check your temperature, they're gonna check your twenty one and over an ID, and they're gonna check your vaccine, you know, test. And I know it's very easy to kind of fall into conspiracy shit, except let's be honest. You know, the, the government tracking you through the vaccine and this and that. I mean, I've got my brand new iPhone. I know you've got your stone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I got that Gmail. We're already being tracked, bros. But uh, what's kind of kind of disheartening is, I guess, I mean, disheartening. It's, it is, is what it is. It's kind of reality. It's like, how do we, at the end of the day, I could kind of get into the minutia, but it's interesting to see that from now on, things will have to change. Obviously, my live music will exist. A live show will exist. You know, gatherings will exist. Is how do we figure it out? And they've kind of said that at least, you know, for being basically the, the 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 gatekeepers of modern entertainment, that it looks like it might at least on that level be the idea the idea of you've got to show up and prove that you've taken a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like half of me is shuddering right now because like just the way this vaccine is probably going to get distributed is probably going to be rich people first. No, I told you Supreme <laughs> drops, baby, you know? <laughs> um, but the other half of me is just kind of like a realist. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is, this is the only way we're going to restart live music. Um, there's just no other way. Um, you know, like people were talking about, Oh, you could have like, you know, 50 people spaced out. I'm like, well, that doesn't work in a thousand person venue. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a harsh reality of where it is. And I, I, I'm kind of for it, you know, I, I'm kind of for, you know, like, like having some type of way to prove that you had took the vac- vaccine, um, to prove that you're immune. Um, and you know, we can restart some of these things. Um, because, I don't know. I mean, like people, it's not just like me wanting to go to shows. Is you know performers are hurting right now. You know, um, and I you know I, I this one thing the Live Nation's Ticketmasters, but it's like you know like like the smaller venues and, and things like that. Hopefully this trickles down to them. Um, you know, like like we need the, the to to reestablish these sources of revenue for for recording artists, and this is probably the best way to do it. You know, and if you're gonna like bitch and whine about it, come up with a better idea. You can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 the reality. It's the idea of where, at the end of the day, like how do we move forward? It's a logical way. And like I said, it's unfortunate. I I, I definitely get the bigger ideas. You know, but like you know, it, it's something where it's 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 
well, let's get used to it. I mean, it's it's everything else we do where, you know, we show up, we do X, Y, Z to go to a venue, we buy our tickets. We All these things we've kind of, like, normalized. This is one of those things we'll have to do. And like I said, hopefully as it becomes less and less and less and, you know, we kind of live with it, you know, like it's not like we're getting fucking, you know, immunizations for the Spanish flu. Like if there is an end point to all this and hopefully by that time, you know, we'll be able to go to our shows, what we have to do. And then, you know, it'll be, we'll be clear. There'll be no more vaccines. There'll be utopia. We'll have cured all diseases. We'll be living forever. <laughs> it'll be like an ABBA video. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I do have to say, like, it, it, after all this craziness, the fact that there is a vaccine that's that's proving to be, I guess, feasible by the end of the year, um, it's giving me hope. It's giving me hope, man. I haven't had hope all year, so uh, yeah, I I will be first in line. I'll be like, I'll be elbowing people. Yeah, I, I, I might <laughs> I might stay in the back though. I'll, I'll let you see if anybody has any cool mutations, like telekinesis. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Super strength. I'll let those dudes find out first. If it's if it's cool, I, if, if it got cool powers, then I'll go. Although my friend said, like, if you see the line for the vaccines and it's only black people, like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good point. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> we, we... <laughs> Such a dark joke. <laughs> I applaud that. I guess shouts to the Tuskegee experiments. <laughs> you look around, only black people <laughs> in Park Slope. Ooh. Wow. You know what I you know what I wish though? I was just like, so this is when I'll take a vaccine. If a, like a Scandinavian country gave it out to their white populace. Because I was like, because they actually like their citizens. It's like we yeah. like these we like these guys. We want them to live. Like, you know, that's that's when I'll hop on the vaccine. Besides that. Like I said, I'll, I'll be a little back in the line. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> I can definitely see that happening, where suddenly, you know, we're back to where who would it, like you know you had all the old ones where you know like fucking like you know it's, these sodas cause fucking sterilization and yada 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 all all the nineties oh, consp- all, all the all the high school conspiracies and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but anyway, oh wait, we're ready for the segue. Speaking okay. of conspiracies, Uh-oh. the our main new music for today is the Busta Rhymes album. Oh, oh. oh look at that! <laughs> Based off his hit '90s record, extinction level events, Busta Rhymes returns with a sequel. The very imaginatively named Extinction Level Event 2, Electric Boogaloo? Wait, I feel like it had some kind of name the, to the, it. The Wrath of God. The Wrath it's of actually, Gods! It, 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 seems like such, it, it seems like such a great 90s like <laughs> horror slash action movie. <laughs> With like Jean-Claude Van Damme or something. <laughs> you know... Straight, straight uh, to video. Straight to DVD. Straight, straight DVD. to video. Ooh. <laughs> right in your blockbuster aisle. Uh, when you're just like, yo, when did Nicolas Cage make this movie? <laughs> and you're, um, you you were there for that Independence Day DVD and that shit's all sold out, so you got to play with this fucking shitty ass plan B. <laughs> oh, man. The kids don't know. The worst it, is jumping in your struggle. car, driving the blockbuster on a Friday night to be the wall. <laughs> The wall of DVDs. 
every single last one is gone. And I hated that. Like, why have that wall of the boxes and shit makes you think you have a chance? It's like you show up and you get, it's like, oh shit, they got it in the slot. And they get close and it's like, no, these are all the dummy boxes. You're, you're like begging with the, the dude at the front. It's like, yo, do you have somebody? Do you have, do you have somebody return it? You have somebody return it? Can you check? Can you check? And then and then you you, you walk away with extension level event two, the wrath of God, because <laughs> you already drove all that way. <laughs> You're not you going home it? empty-handed. <laughs> anyway, for this, uh, it's it's this. I, I think it's firm to say <laughs> this album is better than those DVDs, but probably as forgettable. So here's my thing. Like I, I will say this album starts off really strong. Like really, the first like seven tracks or so, or even eight tracks, even the, the Q-tip track, I think are like really, really, really good. To the point where I'm like, Vintage Buster's back. Wow, this is amazing. Um, but it also falls into the Migos trap, where this is a 23-track album. And the back half is just, it just like it's like a roller coaster, it just like goes downhill. Um, and it's really sad because I I do think if they, if they trimmed it down, it would have been one a very solid uh, hip hop album, probably one of my, my favorite of the year. Um, I'm a huge Bust of Rhymes fan. Um, there's some, like some weird like I do have to say like track 15 and track 16 are like the weirdest like tracks in terms of sequencing. The one best I can with Rhapsody, where Rhapsody is like the crazy <laughs> baby mama. Yeah, which is a, a little a little misogynistic, but we won't go there. Um, you know, and like Rhapsody's like, oh, I know I'm crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then like the fantasy track with Mariah Carey. <laughs> which, yeah, which is, which is following. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's it's a whirlwind of emotions. Yeah, and I'm just I, I you know I I don't know like that that seemed like problematic to me, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, it was just way too long, and you know I I remember like there's a lot of people who you know because the, the the single was a look over your shoulder which is Busta and Kendrick which I think it was I thought it was fine but like there's a lot of people. Since now I'm in old man territory, um, a lot of people are like texting me, like, yo, Boston Kendrick, you know, and, and there's a lot of hype for this album, but yet, yeah, like, 23 tracks is just that back half is just, it was a slog. It was yeah, a slog. no, it's, it's, I actually, I didn't, I like the Mariah Carey song, um, just because I, you know, you figure you kind of get, it's, it, it was, it's, I like the sample flip. And I like the way that fucking it still flowed the way with a flow that felt like if you were back in the days when the, when you would like you know when you, in the nineties when you're looking forward to a collab, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's that shit's, whew, it's like you said, it, it's at a certain point it just becomes very long. What I did like about the album though was the fact of obviously Busta, you know, comes from the and I hate this term, but it's 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 the most descriptive, like boom bap. I feel like this is the most boom bappiest album I've ever heard of all time, but in a weird way because particularly those first couple of tracks. They're kind of weird, like that. Like, what did you think of the poison flip? Oh, I mean, poison flip! I, I love that. I love that flip. 
it's I it's love so that flip. He's just like it's like he's got eighteen bass hits layered, and he's just pressing that button a thousand <laughs> that, times. That's probably one of my best, <laughs> one of the best productions I've heard of of the year because it is so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like because you figure, oh, it's BBD point. Like go back to Mariah Carey. You figure it's gonna be like a little R and B track, a little more club track. No, it's just him stamping on that fucking eight oh eight fucking sample hit a thousand times to his rap. So it's just like, I like that track. I like the ODB track. It's there's a lot of because it's got that weird like off key fucking piano. It's 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 a weird for some you know what it is because all right so we've been hearing about Busta Rhymes giving an album so and so you I was afraid it was gonna sound very aged you know I thought it was gonna yeah. come out and sound like fucking and the thing is it's the same Busta bust but updated like it, it's it's for 2020 it's it's maximal bust like yeah. it's maximal bust it's like that sounds that's a horrible term I need to copyright that for the white folks but uh it's something where <laughs> is there so much of him that you know it it it. it it made me miss him. It, it showed that he can still rap now. Like, even, like, the Rick Ross... Like you said, there's a lot of good shit in here, but, like, your point is just, what can he do when it's, like, fucking a thousand tracks? Like, at a certain point, things are falling into each other. If you edited it out, you'd have this this showcase of, like, what Bus can do in 2020. You know, over all those tracks, this feels like it's going on forever. And... But like I said, is I, I I actually like the highs of the album are very high. Like I said, it's it's something where oh, yeah. it's it surprised me like how good it is. And like I said, I love the fact that it leans into the sound, but also does funny things to it. Where he could have just been like, I got a whole bunch of Dilla tracks, let me throw it on here. And then it's 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 like I said that 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 poison flip because my sister hates it, but I love it because it's just like common sense would be take it little upbeat dance track, yada yada yada. Nope, it's just like hip hop. Like you smell the spray can. I love paint. it. I love it. You feel the wind of a kid, you know, windmilling on the floor and smacking you in the face of his feet. It's just like, <laughs> so it's like I like the fact that it's like that kind of album. You don't really get that kind of energetic, like, fuck this shit up kind of album. But like you said, it's like twenty something songs. Kind of makes it fucking really boring. Like that's the only bad thing about it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, that poison flip is great. I, I love like crazy ass like hip hop beats. That are just like so off kilter and so weird, like numbers on the board by Pusha T. Um, ah, the, the schoolboy Q track. I forgot the name of it, but it's just like they don't sound sensical. <laughs> and then you kind of rap over it, and like everything works. Yeah, and but yeah, I, um, that that track I I really love. Um, yeah, I, I look, I I. I'm actually excited to see um like kind of Busta kind of come back um in this way. I do feel like 2020 has been a really good year for this like for just real hip hop. I said it, real hip hop. Oh. <laughs> you know, <That> is... like <laughs> there's been some really good like like kind of uh you know, um uh, just just back to basics or not even back to basics, but it's just kind of like, like rhyme, like rhyme bar, rhyme, whatever, like melody, like hip hop. And I miss it. I miss oh, it. Oh yeah, no, everybody. And, and even on the low, like, you know, I, like, if, like, like, like the, the stallion, like she's spitting like this. It's, it's weird. Or even like a polo G it's, I think that the easy joke is the fact of where everybody in rap sucks and it's all auto tune and blah, blah, blah. But I think on a low, like it's it's hard for you to show up not and not be barred up nowadays. 
And and yeah. I have a weird. Th- and I think it's you ready ready for this hot take. I think it's because fucking to a certain extent, a lot of these white kids have kind of hijacked like that fucking trap singing shit so much nowadays. Like, yeah. Every other day, there's a new fucking you know. This weird dude from fucking, you know, from Netherlands is doing his fucking, he was like fucking 19. Like all these TikTok kids basically have kind of yeah. swagger jacked that so much that I feel like they're kind of different. You know, everybody's kind of going back to the basics. Even if they're in that genre, they're still trying to do something a little different because it's kind of become, it's pop music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you know, Juice World is fucking a huge pop star. You know, rest in peace. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's for people trying to find new ways to do it. But uh, let's talk about that. I guess, I guess we'll... We'll kind of, you know, bookend it with uh, our favorite, my personal favorite, greatest MC of all time, Common. <laughs> Common you dropped know. a record that everybody's been talking about, that has been ringing in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Common, who raps with Microsoft, <laughs> the greatest Microsoft MC ever. The algorithm <laughs> is the uh. rhythm. <laughs> Uh, you should go. All right, I'll. I'll right, for me, here's the thing. I, I know Kareem Riggins was heavily involved. The music is dope. Uh, the rapping is serviceable. I, I have a long history of common sense, and then I, and I referred to him as common sense because I knew that boy when he was called common sense. <laughs> so years ago, when I was a young little tyke, I went to the store and I got a tape of this young Chicago MC called Common Sense, and the tape was "Can I Borrow a Dollar." And I was playing this, and I was like, the beats here are pretty solid, but this guy, this guy's going to go places. This guy's going to become a rippity rapper and become great. So a couple of years later, in between, he dropped a couple of uh, singles and, like, remixes. I was still, I'm getting very hip-hop. Stretch and Bobbito, I would listen to those things. And at the same time, what was kind of fascinating was he was becoming a much better MC, and the production was definitely, like, it. Those, like, four or five Lucy singles, remixes, it was just, like, I was like, oh, shit, this guy is going to be a dope rapper. And then, obviously, he dropped Resurrection, you know what I'm saying? Forcing us to live to fucking, I used to love her for basically 5,000 times in our lifetime. <laughs> and his career started. The thing is about Common is that as a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it's, he's still using, like, you know, again, musically is dope. He's still doing, he's still a solid MC. But the topics, man, oof. It's like he's a walking stereotype of what bad conscious rapper is. And the thing is, you know, you can only hear, like, you know, I'm the young Stokely Carmichael and, you know, all these weird bars where it's not, you're not really saying anything. You're preaching to the choir. Like, and I think there's a, you know, we've kind of gotten away from that. And I think we need to kind of reevaluate what is conscious hip hop because it's very easy for me to be like, yo, go out there and vote. You know what I'm saying? You know, take care of your kids and, you know, Republicans suck. I could kind of do that. But what I think is, you know, you know, like, let's say like a rapper like Ice Cube, rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> like in Death Certificate, he could have, you know, it could be controversial. He could be talking about Black Korea. And then also he had a song called Us, where it's like, what are we doing in our community? Like, like that album works because it, it makes you think on a bigger level. It's not just like, you know, you know, Republicans bad. It's something where it's like, oh, shit. It's something where what's happening in society. It's not just about fucking, you know, it's not just about this politician. It's like, what about the business behind it? You know, where's the economics? What's, who are the bigger players here? 
And I think what's kind of disappointing of Common is Common is a person, you know, he's been in the game forever. He's a he's a grown ass man. He's in Hollywood. Like I would I would rather hear like it's weird because like Jay Z Jay Z we may fault him but at least he raps from his perspective. It's a fucking wrong perspective, but it's his perspective. He'll sit there and be like, "Yo, why don't y'all get an LLC and buy up fucking Barclays?" <laughs> and he does that shit again. <laughs> I, I I don't really rock with it, but I get it. His, his it's shifted. He's still speaking from the heart. Common, I don't know. It just feels like he just can. This is fucking. It's I, this is just it's. It's boring as shit, bro. Like these these raps yeah. can be written any time in the last twenty years, and it's weird to see this time of upheaval for him to come out there with these luke, luke, lukewarm ass bars. Yeah, I, I I was telling somebody this week it it the rhymes on this album felt like he was rhyming for Sesame Street. <laughs> it was and 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 look like I'm a common fan. And I actually went back to a couple of albums, like you know, uh, you know, everybody loves like Word for, for Chocolate, but uh, Electric Circus is great. B is amazing. B is probably my favorite common album. Um, you know, uh, was it Finding Finding Forever? Um, like, I, I like he has bars. You know, he, yeah, he's he a has good a flow. He, he's a good rapper. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like. Everything is lost in this album. Like it's very slow. Like all the rhymes are so like deliberate. I felt like it's, it just yeah. It's like it's like uh, it's like you don't need to rap to me about Black Lives Matter. But in the you know it's, it's like it's like you know we stand with Black Lives Matter. So it's just like what are you like? Give me to give me a story about police brutality. You know what I'm saying? Give me yeah. do something here. Yeah. Give me, but to put more and, effort. Like I could, I could again. Like but, I said, it's, it's anybody yeah. could do this. Yeah, and like, like it's, it's not even like the subject matter. Like just the cadence. His cadence has slowed down, and it's just it's it's super weird now. It's like I I, I don't understand it. Um, especially when you like go back and listen to, to like some of the older stuff. Um, it's not like a Busta where you could Busta still kind of even if Busta's not on a hundred, like he can be a hundred at a moment, moment's notice, right? Yes. I yes. feel like Common's kind of at fifty, and you might go seventy, right? Um, so I was I was very disappointed with that. Um, and then yeah, like like it's funny that you mentioned like conscious rap. You know, I, I feel like conscious rap has evolved, right? I think I feel like you know a lot of people who were quote unquote conscious were still the ones stepping out on their girl, still the ones like you know doing some dirty shit <laughs> behind yeah. the scenes, yeah, like things like that. And also, too, I think you have people like Kendrick Lamar, you have people um, who kind of are kind of like, okay, cool, I'm conscious, but I'm also um, a victim of my society and my vices. Yes. Right? Um, or I'm conscious, but I'm also going to talk about, I, you know, Kung Fu Kenny. I'm going to create this character who's not conscious. <laughs> and like, like you, like you're going to have to think about your consciousness through Kung Fu Kenny's actions, right? Like yes. there's a lot of evolution in the whole, you know, or like looking, you know, somebody like Killer Mike who does not make conscious rap at all, <laughs> but yes. is a conscious politician, <laughs> right? <laughs> or like Megan <laughs> The Stallion, you know, like like so like the whole idea of consciousness has evolved. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, like just sitting here rapping about the black experience and like whatever, like. Dude, we already know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like like nobody's making these albums in 2020 um, just because we're past that. You know, like 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 
we're past like us sitting around and just like you know spouting out these conscious lyrics and he's um, not that dude like even when and i had to look it up because i remember even when he was being portrayed as a conscious dude he tackled it from interesting angles. Like, it's, this is almost like commerce turned into what they used to diss him about. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, like, because I had look at it, because I remember he had, look, look here. Peace us collectively, live and direct when we perform. It's just coffee, chopped chicks, and white dudes. Over H E R her. I got, it into, I got into it with that nigga Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's shit where it's like, even the idea of, like, like in those two things, where it's like, you know, the beef of Ice Cube, the idea of where even the audience is gentrified. Like, these are complex thoughts. Like, these are things that kind of, these are, these are meat. He, he gives you, like, basically, this shit is like raw food. You know, raw vegan food. It's like, here's a fucking apple. It's just like, all right, cool. I came to this fucking expensive vegan-ass restaurant and gave you my dollars. Like, I want to see some fucking, give me some, give me something that can fucking, a meal. You know what I'm saying? But he's just like, oh, you know, black lives, take care of your wives. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he rhymes it together. Black yeah. lives take care of your wives. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. And like I said, if you if you rap about dating Serena Williams, rap about like, and it's weird to see. And I guess maybe it's the idea is also the brand. Like you know, the common being common has paid very well for common. Yeah, but it's also like there's a lack of personal introspection too. You know, yeah. there's no like four 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 moment, right? There's no like you know. I don't know. Like I, I feel like there's so much depth now in, in in rap that you just can't bring. I don't even. It's not even the stuff he's bringing twenty years ago. Like you just can't bring like basic level shit. Yeah. Anymore, if you're common, if you're supposed to be at this level, the top echelon, um, you just can't bring basic shit anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> If you if you want to give your five year old uh, if you LLC Twitter if you want to give your 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 future budding financial mogul five year olds you know when they aren't building LLCs you know sneak sneak them that common I guess you can't you can't put the album like you can't give them the vinyl because that's a waste of money but what would you do I guess I guess the common the common woke book I don't know what you could kind of what's, what, what's what's good for give them the common fuck yeah I don't know but anyway but yeah I think that's about it actually oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll shout one album because we haven't had a chance to listen to it. I think maybe we'll go deeper into death, but uh, you know, Fly Anakin, Pink Sufu, Sifu dropped an album. Pink Sufu, Pink Sifu dropped the album. Um, it's again uh, going back to the idea of very mired in old school hip hop, but very kind of new. I also realized something about Pink Sifu. I like Pink Sifu, but something always bothered me. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds uh, me of the way he raps of that dude. When you remember when you're in high school and shit, and you kind of liked the girl, and you when you let's say you were at a party or something, you walked away, and there was some dude talking to her. That's Pink Sifu's rap style. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little too smooth. That's a little, <laughs> little too relaxed. <laughs> you know, a little. You can't even really get mad because it's so smooth. So you you can't like approach it too aggressive because now you look like the soft dude. So you gotta like you know wait from the finish and woke up there be like who the fuck was that dude? That's you know that's that's what that seafood does. But uh, but yeah, I wanted to shout it out. Dope record. Maybe we'll talk more in depth about it next week. But uh, yeah. Besides that, yeah. But uh, I don't know, y'all. We love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe out there. You know, just just watch out for yourselves. Watch out for your family. Say tell your family you love them. Just not at Thanksgiving. <laughs> Send that fucking FaceTime. Send that email. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, do it remotely. Do 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 it. Just, you know, send send a gift. Spray the gift down, flash all before you open it up. Send a gift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But uh, but as usual, we love y'all. Stay safe, people. Peace. Peace.